What's up, everybody? Welcome to another fantastic, amazing episode of the Disconnected Gamers Podcast. I'm so happy for you to be here on your mobile device listening to this. Uh, this is where we reconnect with life and gaming. I am one of your hosts. One, three. My name is Andrew. Sometimes I go by So After I Said. Sometimes I go by J Bond. Sometimes I'm just the guy in the blue hat. They can't remember my name. With me as always. It's your boy, Mike. The man who never needs an introduction because his girl already knows him. I mean, your girl already knows him. Damn it. Someone's. (laughs) Someone's girl. Someone out there already knows him. And then. CJ, also known as Urkamet. I need some kind of cool The man of the hour. Last but certainly not least. Um, it is episode ninety, fucking nine. Woo! About to hit the triple digits, baby. Big which is a milestone and a half. Cool. Um, I to be honest, I I remember Mike when we started recording this. Mm-hmm. I remember vividly recording an episode in the fucking server room at my parent shop because I needed a place that oh, was yeah. quiet. Yep. And I remember being in there, and all, and I remember in the background, all you could hear is just the fans from the server, just the. Yeah. Um, and that's I remember like setting up my laptop, my old laptop, and uh, recording in there. We've come a long way. Now I have a new laptop and a and a gaming headset. Although for a while I had a I had a I was using the uh, I had that Sony USB headset Sony that was USB, pretty yeah. good until it broke in half and in uh, blue painters tape didn't hold it together very well. <laughs> And I'm too fucking stubborn to buy a new one, which is... Buy a new one, yeah. They're not, they're I, not cheap. Well, no, it's not even that they're not cheap. I could have, I definitely could have afforded it then. Because right. I was, you know, popping popping bottles and shit. But <laughs> I, like, I just, like, was so stubborn. I'm like, no, because the headset still works. Yeah, it still works. It's just in two pieces. Right. Give me a that's fucking true. break here. <laughs> right. Little, little fucking, little painter's tape, no problem. Um... But if I moved, it would fall right off my head because the like the you know the top part where it kind of squeezes onto your dome. I, I remember um, mid game. That was that was that was what broke. <laughs> because it fell um, off your head. So and now I have the um, now I have the Lucid Sound. Uh, I think this is the LS thirty five. Um, and last time I was at PAX, which we'll get to, it's in one of our topics. Um, they have they have the new model out, and it's not that much different. And even the the people at the booth were like, I mean, hey, if you have it and you like yours, and it's not broken, like it's going to be a better headset. But like, you don't need to upgrade if you don't want to. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that I might actually end up upgrading because I think the like dongle that you use to connect it to like your PS4 or a computer has gotten better. Um, so I think there were, I think there might be some benefits to to, uh, to finally upgrading, but I digress. Uh, today we have uh, a couple topics. I will run through them now, and then we will just dive into it as per usual. Um, trying to do this structure thing. Uh, so one of the topics I wanted to talk about was uh, E3. Jeff Keighley announcing on Twitter that after you know 25 years of of doing stuff at E3 and you know participating and having like events and whatever that he's not going to he's just going to attend and like do his thing um so that's topic number one topic number two pax east end of the month i'm going naughty dog is going last of us two playable for the first time to the public i'm feeling very nostalgic 
we'll talk about it. Uh, and then that was it for topics. It was just two things. I may have over exaggerated. Good topics. We have, we have one... and plus you know we always get to grab somebody's bag. So right. We've got time last of us one too. takes me back to like when you and I first started hanging out because that was around the time we met through Radio PlayStation. And was it really? Yeah. yeah. And Last of Us One was like the game that we were all playing. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, that was so. That, yeah, that was. I remember because like my 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 badge is literally right there, and I have the three bricks from the Last of Us that they gave to you if you completed <laughs> yep. the demo. Because um, I went back every single morning. That was that was before I even had a media badge. So that was. That was the first PAX I had attended, 2013 East, with fucking individual day badges. I didn't even have all three. A friend of mine lent me his three-day badge for for Saturday because I couldn't get a Saturday badge. I had a Friday and a Sunday. And if you played the demo, um, which the line capped in like the first like 10 minutes of the show opening because the demo was a half an hour long. So, you know, 30 people for a half hour. So if you're in... If you're not in the first group, you're waiting a half hour. If you're in the second group, you're waiting an hour before you play it. If you're in the third group, hour and a half, so on and so forth. Um, so it capped very quickly. And I was always in the first or second group. Played the demo, beat it every time. Um, had one of the fastest runs they had noted at the time. And I um, remember that was how I met Arnie Meyer and Eric Monticelli, who at the time were the community um, team for Naughty Dog. Eric is now with, again, this is seven years later. Eric is now with Marvel doing um, stuff on uh, the Marvel games. Thing. I don't, it, I, you'd have to go to his Twitter. I, I, I'm, I forget, but, and Arnie is now like the head of marketing and stuff at um, Naughty Dog. So, uh, yeah, like so we'll start with The Last of Us cuz cuz I'm already going. Um it's it feels really nostalgic for me that one holy shit it's been 7 fucking years since T Lu 1 was first playable to the public and now Last of Us 2. Like that's a really long cycle between oh, yeah. two games. Nice. Um worth it. And though. it's very cool to me that it's going to be playable because obviously the game was very emotional and very powerful. And I think most people who've played it would put it in their top 10, if not their top five. Mm -hmm. Um, It's certainly in my top five. It's in my top three. Um, And, you know, I'm, I'm excited because I'm kind of curious as to if they're going to do anything. And this is like, this is like the gimmicky part of me. I'm wondering if they're going to do anything where like, if you beat the demo, you get something. So at PAX, at PAX East, it was, if you beat the demo, you get one of the little foam bricks. There were three of them. I have three of them. Years later, I took a tour of Naughty Dog, and I remember talking to somebody there, and they didn't even have all of the bricks. So it's kind of neat that I have this thing that like even some of the people who worked on the game couldn't manage to get. Um, and then uh, they also gave away a poster. Um, I had a couple. I got, I got a couple of those that I gave away. And then they did a poster at PAX West because it was like, I think it was the same demo that they had at PAX West. Um, But then they also had a special, um, they had a panel talking about The Last of Us and they didn't announce this, but if you went to the panel, you got a wristband, the wristband let you go back to the booth and Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley were there signing the second poster that was released. And then the, um, you remember the alternate 
cover that they gave for the game case. Mm-hmm. You got that signed. So I have that. I have those two things signed. And then... Um, yeah, there's, and then I have a signed copy of the American Dreams comic that I won during one of the trivia tests they were doing at the Sony booth um, when it was the like kind of just all the community teams in a generic Sony booth. That was it's when I got the LA pin. It was that was the same year. Um, that was a, that was a big for me. It's it's very nostalgic. It was a big year for me getting into gaming, um, you know, getting into the the media part, making all these connections that I've you know managed to um, cultivate for almost a decade and um kind of get these really awesome opportunities and so you know in in that same thing this long story really short i completely oh headset did the thing i completely forgot that's when you and i started like hanging out via radio playstation because i honestly thought it would have been before that because i was thinking it may have been a little bit before that but i feel like that's when it really started to ramp up because there was like little big planet karting and i remember some of that stuff i didn't play much of karting i I remember i remember hanging out in 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 chat uh with you and just talking about destiny coming out the following year yeah wow and i remember i was playing last of us at the time so i mean i know we met before last of us came out but i don't think we right i don't think it was that yeah i I think you're I think you're right because I feel like I w- I feel like I knew Cody before I knew you. Um, yeah, I so say we definitely knew. And you know, so it's just it's interesting from for one just the kind of the cultivation of friendships that have existed around that game, right? Like, um, you guys remember Juan? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like JF. Um, mm-hmm. I met him the year I went to E3. Uh. God, this would have been a couple years ago because he happened to be there too. He's now like an actual game developer. I don't, I see him on Twitter occasionally. I don't mm-hmm. unfortunately talk to him as much because like we all used to talk through via radio PlayStation right. and you know, that's, it's uh, unfortunately not a thing, you know, anymore with like the shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like actually like a game developer now, like he's doing it, you know, and that's like, super exciting. Um, if you guys remember Brian Wilson, um he was in radio playstation hanging out with us for a while then he was writing um you know he was one of the people i brought in to like help us write articles and now he he, same thing he went back he went to school for gaming he's a game developer he released where the bees make honey on nintendo switch um and you know i think it's on i believe it's on ps4 and steam and xbox too but um and he's working on another game and he works for this independent studio and like that's it's so neat that we've all branched in different ways mm-hmm. but still have a connection to each other um through gaming right um so i kind of lost my track where i was going with this but so last of us 2 is going to be playable at pax east mm-hmm. yeah Business like going to be playable at pax east really really excited hope that there's something there but um cj before we before we started you were talking about how Oh man, I can't wait to see if there's any multiplayer stuff. Had to break you the bad news as of right now. Just learning. Um, I'm so behind in 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 gaming news these days. Yeah, <sighs> got a lot um, of other stuff going on. But interested to see if they do in fact come out with a standalone multiplayer game, or if it ends up being an expansion added to 
part two. Curious how they'll take it if it is a separate game. Like what kind of direction it'll go. I imagine it will probably be kind of. I think when they say separate, I think it'll probably end up like Uncharted Four, where like you can install the single player game or the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be an addendum to the game. Like, it'll probably run off the engine of The Last of Us 2, so you'll need Tilu 2 for multiplayer. That's but... what I would hope, because it would be interesting. I think it would be a bad call to release a separate Standalone. thing that you need to buy. Yeah. You know, well, get, like a $10 yeah. pass to add multiplayer to the game. Fine. The Naughty Dog has done that before. That's their thing. But I don't want to have to buy a whole separate game to play the Yeah, like factions. Last of Us factions, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they would go that route. It just seems to me not really their style. But I So I don't remember the specifics, and the timeline's a little foggy to me, but I remember there was a point in which an announcement was made that there wouldn't be multiplayer shipping with Last of Us 2. And all of a sudden it was a thing, and then Naughty Dog ended up having to... Um, tweet out a, in a, you know, a comment about it. And so I, f- I found this was an article from back in September of 2019. This is on metro.co.uk. I'm sure you can find it somewhere else. But they linked the tweet from Naughty Dog. And it just says an update regarding multiplayer. This was uh, 9-26-19. We wanted to address multiplayer in The Last of Us Part 2. As we've stated, the single player campaign is far and away the most ambitious project Naughty Dog has ever undertaken. Likewise, as development began on the evolution of our factions mode from The Last of Us Part 1, the vision of the team grew beyond an additional mode that could be included with our enormous single-player campaign. Wanting to support both visions, we made the difficult choice that The Last of Us Part 2 would not include an online mode. However, you will eventually experience the fruits of our team's online ambition, but not as a part of The Last of Us Part 2. When and where it will be realized is still to be determined, but rest assured we are as big a fan of factions as the rest of our community and are excited to share more when it's ready. Naughty Dog. Like factions 2.0 maybe in the future? Yeah. yeah. So It's hard I'm... to say exactly how they'll go about releasing it, but I think that most likely what we'll see is either a separate digital-only download Sort of like think uh, infamous first light. Oh yeah, yeah. Or it'll be an, an addition uh, to the last one's part two that'll be included on that disc in an update. I could see that, like an update. Mm-hmm. That they add some kind of roadmap or whatever for future content in some form. Right. Yeah, I mean, the the only thing I think is interesting is um, when they say, like, and, and this is because I'm thinking about it now, and I probably would have glazed over this at the time, because I would have been, I was probably annoyed that factions wasn't going to be a thing. Um, you know, when it says, uh, the vision of the team grew beyond an additional mode that could be included with our enormous single-player campaign. Now, to me, I'm going, okay, what's this other mode that you think you want to include in the game? Because to me, that sounds like, not a um, second storyline, but an entirely new way to play the game altogether. Maybe it's an open world kind of thing. Maybe it's a, you know, um, I don't. I think I hope it's not. I hope it's not a fucking. Co-op. I don't think not that's a what co-op, it is to... but a a, a um, like an battle Apex style. Royale. Yeah, oh, like a battle royale no. style. Last no, I don't I think that'll it's... happen either. I think to yeah. to me that reads more as a. 
it grew beyond something we thought we could just tack on and grew into something we really want to support and like stay with, you know, and, and continue to update and keep alive. Cause you think about the last of us, one multiplayer came out and got a couple of updates that added some maps and some weapons. And a lot of that was met with sort of, uh, not, not a good reaction because a lot of it was pay to win sort of situation where like the, the new guns they introduced were better, but you had to buy them to get them. You had to buy them. Yep. So I think, it's more more what they're saying is it grew beyond something they felt like they could just build and tack onto the game, whereas they wanted to really focus on it and support it and make it a living sort of uh, extra thing. So that's another piece of Last of Us as opposed to just being tacked on multiplayer. That's fair. Yeah. Not a bad theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... But I'm... You know, obviously, I don't know. Um, we'll find out. Who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll talk about it more at PAX. Um, Hopefully, I, they probably won't because surprise they usually, multiplayer demo. I yeah. highly doubt it. Um, <laughs> they they're never they're really not like in the you know in all of the times I've seen Naughty Dog present at PAX and like PSX and all that stuff. Like they're so very like to the line of whatever they said they were going to show is what they're going to show. They're not, they're very much not the, they're not very gearboxing when they're like, fuck it. The game's out. You know? Yeah. You can download it. Bethesda. You can download it right now. (laughs) Servers are probably going to crash from the load, but it's fine. You'll be able to download it around right now. Um, yeah, I don't see them ever doing anything like that, but, um, I'm excited to to play the game. I'm sure it'll be just kind of like la- uh, last year. Uh, last time they did it with Tilu One, and it'll just be like you got like a half hour demo. You're probably somewhere in in the you know middle of the game or the early stages of the game. The demo, the Tilu demo they had at PAX was basically the same demo they later released on PSN, but it was a it was a shorter version of it. Um, where you were in. I'm trying the, to remember the part that it was at. Well, so it's the part where you were in Boston with. Um, Ellie, just after you got out of the um, kind of the green zone, if you will. Um, I'm going to need to play this game again or play the first one again. It's been a minute. And with the second one coming out in May. May. Yeah, you get some time. Well, I do. But there's there's a couple of releases coming up between now and then. Man, it's a a good couple of months for for games right now. You got Animal Crossing next month, then Cyberpunk the month after. And Last of Us the month after that. Are you excited about Cyberpunk? I sure am. Should be fun. Is it Keanu, are or are you just... No, it's CD Projekt Red. Because I'm yeah. a big fan of Witcher That's 3. That's true. Yeah. So, I know that whatever they create, they're going to deliver. And, and I like the sci-fi setting. So Yeah. All right, fair. I'm not. I don't. Uh, I think I was like won over by it originally, and now I'm just kind of like, eh. It's always. I don't, I don't have a good reason. Us. I don't have a good reason to have my opinion change. I think it's the same thing that happened to me with Tlu One originally. Yeah, is yeah. I was super stoked, and then there was a whole lot of nothing, and then there yeah. was a very, very, very small tease, and I was like, I'm fucking you, son of a bitch. I'm in. Yeah. And then, <laughs> And then nothing, and then they like finally showed like a more gameplay and a release date, and I was back in. Um, I'm sure you'll be I in think... once it comes out, and I'll, I'll start raving about it to you. Yeah. Um, so that's so that's 
that's kind of the Tealy 2 thing. I'm excited to see what they bring. I'm excited to kind of... Um, I'm hoping that some of the team will be, like... I'm sure there will be, but, like, I'm hoping that maybe some of the team is available and, and maybe I can do a quick, you know, 10 or 15-minute chat with them just to kind of get their uh, insight on, like... Uh, just, like, the process, like, from here on out, right? Like, you know, they had to delay the game. You know, what's that kind of... What's that kind of like? What's the... What's the uh, the feeling in the office when like you have to make that decision and i don't know that they would be able to truly answer that i feel like maybe that's more of a question you'd want to ask like a bruce straley or a neil Druckmann type but not that i, I think but i don't even think bruce is working on it anymore i think it's just primarily neil because i think bruce is gone um am i right am i making that up now i gotta go to twitter real quick because <laughs> gotcha. i feel like because i just i there's a part of me that i feel like he went to do something else um yeah, ex-director dude at Naughty Dog. Knew it. Um, so yeah, it's in, in this case, it's all Neil. Um, I'd be very curious to know what it's like when you hit the point where you have to make that decision. I feel I wish I could get Neil on a podcast with us. That would be the coolest. Um, because I would just like, I think that would be like the question, right? Because they, you know, with Tilu 1, I think they delayed it too, but I don't think it was necessarily as big a deal. I think people were upset, but I think delays now are always a big, big, big stink. And it's like, well, do you want the game to ship broken? Cause you'll bitch and moan if it ships broken, but you bitch when they delay it to fix it, to make it better. See, yeah. I'm always for delays. When I find out something gets delayed, like the initial reaction is obviously dang, I want to yeah. play it now, but you know, you process that and realize that, you know, the delay is only going to mean that what ships is going to be more whole and complete and ready to be played. Yeah. Versus getting, we've like had a fucking we've had 12 a long stretch, a long stretch of games releasing incomplete. And it's been a rough time of it. Looking at you, mass effect. Mass effect. <laughs> Bioware has been a bad offender in oh, that front. Man. Cause Anthem was also a train wreck. Yeah, but it isn't. I mean, it's 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 been everything. Destiny yeah. two launched oh, yeah, yeah, incomplete, yeah. like yeah. so much, so many things over the last, really this whole decade, right? <laughs> Especially the later later parts, later couple of years of this last decade, were were just a slew of incomplete games and day one patches and things that could be avoided <sighs> if if developers and 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 publishers mostly would just let the developers take their Give time them on the, the time games. To, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So that's that's that. Um, that's kind of. I mean, that was a, that was a. I was I was feeling good about that. I feel like there was a there was a good coverage on the Tlu kind of thing. It's it's exciting. It's a big game. It's a it's a big release. I think oh, yeah. people who didn't. Pl- I think it's weird that there are people who will play Tlu two that haven't played Tlu one. Play I think that's yeah. yeah. I definitely feel like there are. You can get it. You know. Like- I would say dirt cheap. It's now. cheap, but it's cheap it enough. Cheap, cheap, yeah. And it's not, and it's, and it's that. not one of those things where like you should get it because it's cheap enough. Like you should get it because it's a really fucking good game. It's a really good game. Um, so I think uh, last question maybe before we wrap up the Last of Us thing. Do you think yeah. that there will be a Last of Us two remastered on PS five? Probably. Well, yeah. I thought PS four games just render up, is what they were saying. I guess we haven't heard enough info about that because yeah, yeah there definitely yeah. was some talk about like complete backwards compatibility throughout yeah, yeah. the entire Sony library. So yeah, yeah, I mean because basically 
Tilu One was like the last like major release from a Sony studio, I think, on PS3. It and was, it was yeah. so good that it 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 required a a remaster on. It but came I think out that, the same year that the PS4 launched, which is yeah. about to be what's going to happen with with Last this. of Us Two. Yeah. Um, so. I'm I wouldn't be shocked if they had to do one if there wasn't a way for it to uprender with this whole like backwards compatibility thing. Um, I think. I mean, we. I'm sure on a previous episode we talked about fucking remaster culture and how it's just obnoxious to begin with. Yes. Um. So I, I, I think in some cases it is warranted um, for games that had a big impact, like the Uncharted remaster. I think was great because it brought three games together too. Yeah. And I think the Last um, of Us one was justified. Of course, that was also on the beginning of that kind the of cycle. True. Cycle. Of, it was like one of the first games to receive a remaster on PS4. Yeah. Um, and that kind of kicked things off where people were developers started to think, hey, people will buy this game again if we just bring I it think to that the was console. honestly the time when yeah. every every fucking media company was like, I, we why don't we just do the same shit we did before? Fuck yeah. it, let's re let's rerun Roseanne. What could possibly oh, yeah. go wrong? Yeah, there was um, definitely a lot of re-release. I, yeah. There's definitely it's it's been a actually a kind well, of well Disney a, the whole Plus decade. is making a. Blah 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 blah. Learn how to talk. Disney Plus is making a fucking Mighty Ducks like TV show, and Emilio Estevez is coming back, and I'm actually excited for it. I don't know about that. That's a whole other story. But yeah, I know it's it's definitely been a a whole decade of 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 remasters and reboots and and sequels in in all forms of media, not just games. Yeah, and it's getting tired. Yeah, like, hey, we re... Oh, my God. We re-released, we re-released this car from, like, fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. The, Chevy, the Chevy Blazer is back. I mean, come the on. The Blazer's back. The Supra's back. Yeah, the Supra. Oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> the Blazer, the Supra, the fucking... The, oh, the Bronco. The, Ford, the Bronco's the Ford Ford Ranger, back. The Ford Ranger <laughs> and the Bronco. I mean, come yeah. on. Oh, man. And we have an electric Ford Mustang now that's not actually a Mustang. It's just a weird, hideous kind of looking thing. But... Yeah. Yeah, there's just it's like, like a, every form of any business is just like capitalizing on nostalgia trips at this point. It's like, yeah, I want like something that. new. Bring it back. Yeah, like new. NES Classic, SNES Classic. I'm wait. I'm still waiting for the fucking GameCube there's, Classic and the Super, yeah, uh, Super Nintendo 64 Classic. Um, Those at least come free with Nintendo Online. Well, yeah, NES and SNES. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, and if they do more, they'll probably still come free with online. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way they're not going to. They have to at this point. They've set the precedent. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they, they that would be the that would be the the um huge reason that people continue to adopt Nintendo Switch because yeah. there are going to be more people that are older that have gotten out of games that are in the cycle where like they grew up with N64. They're probably our age and they stop playing forever ago but then they're gonna be like wait i can buy a switch and pay like whatever it is a year and be able to play like mario kart 64 and whatever mario kart fucking 19 whatever we're on now yeah. um i remember street fighter 2 that's a good game <laughs> <laughs> the only person who knew who blanca was was this lady um nobody better called me blanca today um fucking solid reference Oh my god! 
so that's that's the thing. I, I think that game. I feel like GameCube is kind of the underrated child of Nintendo. Um, I feel like GameCube is like the most rated child of Nintendo. Really? I feel yeah, like GameCube absolutely. didn't do it for me. Like I know I th- Wind Waker, but I just. I mean, like the that. whole the whole Nintendo community is so obsessed over GameCube. Yeah, the GameCube they, controller they, is still the yeah. the biggest controller. People are calling for their there's they're thinking that uh, Sunshine is about to get a sequel or a remaster on the Switch. Yeah, there's Switch. there's a uh, the GameCube is like uh, the golden child of an era for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It's a good uh... console. I'm still I mean, I'm not saying... still highly regarded. Still have one on my on my uh, entertainment shelf. It's plugged into my TV out in the living room. It's just like I people mean, that not... love the Sega Dreamcast. Same exact thing with the GameCube. I think you missed a good train. Yeah, I feel like I did because I had a GameCube, had games for it, but I can like literally spit off like games on GameCube that I did not finish or play very much of and sunshine is one of them and so is wind waker and that's coming from somebody who's a very like who loves the zelda games but i think i i think i think ocarina just did some damage to me with that fucking water temple that i just never recovered (laughs) no Um, one no one likes the water temple but we still got past it yeah, and like everyone, like there's so many people who are like Ocarina is the best Zelda game ever, and I'm like you're fucking wrong. Like you just are. Um, it's Link to the Past. The past, yeah. And you know, and maybe Breath of the Wild coming in hot. Yeah, I don't know. As somebody who was not a big Zelda person growing up, Breath of the Wild really turned me around. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for Breath of the Wild two. Although, again, getting back to remaster and sequel culture, I wish it wasn't going to be Breath of the Wild two, but that's besides the point. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, so in other news, Jeff yeah. Keeley not going to E3. Well, he's going, but not <laughs> well, yeah, hosting. So he, yeah. Not so he announced on he announced on Twitter recently that he was not going to do the like E3 Coliseum and do all of the things that he normally does at E3. And um, you know, having him as a as a gaming personality, as a presence, that's a big deal. It's a big hit to E3. And, you know, so there's been a couple articles posted and people talking about like, well, you know, we knew E3 was dying and, you know, it's kind of losing its market share. And this is a big hit because now you've got another big person who contributes a lot, just basically being like, I'm going to like use my time elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not shocked um as far as i'm concerned like e3 started dying the year they opened it up to the public when i went because it was so poorly fucking managed because it was a show that is designed to be for the press and you know internal gaming industry and you opened it up to the public but you did not adapt for it to be open to the public and you know it just felt like a big fucking waste of time for me. I'm sure a ton of people who really wanted to play like one thing, like Destiny 2, probably didn't mind sitting in a line for like five hours to do that one thing. Because they're used to it. Well, I don't know if it's because they're used to it or if it was because it was so exciting an opportunity, but like I'm sitting there and I remember this being like, what the hell would you wait in line to play Destiny 2? It's going to be on your fucking PS4 and your Xbox in like three weeks. 
Like you don't have to wait that long. Why would you wait in this line to play it? Why wouldn't you go do something I mean, else? If you could just it play was, it right then and there, you might, might as well. I guess, but it was just to me, it was so crowded and such a time investment. I would have rather play something else that wasn't going to be out for a long time. Right. Um, like there was some Final Fantasy stuff. There was it was a, it was a good year, but um, you know, and and um, I think my guess is in the future years they've made it better for the public attendees. But like, I just felt like it was, it wasn't very welcoming. And I think it was because they hadn't adapted to it. And I think as right. they try, um, they, you know, the, the market share for E3 has dropped. I mean, at this point, one, you know, you've got Jeff Keighley doing the game awards, which is not necessarily my favorite game nope. show. Um, I stupidly may have like you know said that to him in person once. It's kind of like a <laughs> it's kind of like a big like not a big regret moment, but it was definitely a like foot and mouth moment. Because I and I I'll, I'll tell you the story because why not? I've got time and I like to talk. Um, oh, it was curious. a PlayStation experience, and I was I had just bumped into a friend of mine at his booth, and I was talking to him. And Jeff Keeley happened to I don't know if he was coming by to say something or he just happened to be going by, and I like grabbed him to be like, oh my god, like hey, holy crap, like you know you're Jeff Keeley. Wow, this is so cool because uh, he was doing a um, panel, a bunch of panels with uh, Kojima about death stranding and so and i remember like talking to him and just being like like i really and i and this is like almost verbatim what i said and i was like dude like i just want to say thank you because like i really appreciate what you do with the game awards because like it brings a lot of recognition and shines a light on like people in the industry who otherwise probably wouldn't get it and i and i and i i value that so much but there's a part of me that the game awards feels very fake and it feels very forced. I was like, so I'm like, I'm conflicted because I, I love what you do to promote and like give attention to like these developers and these unknown people who put in all this time and effort. But there's this other part where it just kind of, kind of feels gimmicky and I could just like see his face just kind of be like going from like, wow, like nice to kind of being like, what a stupid, like, I don't think he was thinking like, what a stupid thing to say. And like, to be, to be fair, he probably gets worse comments all the time, but he was probably thinking like, uh, okay. And he was just like, well, cool. Like, thanks. Um, this is, you know, I, thanks, but he's like, you know, um, you know, that thanks for like letting me know, like, I appreciate the feedback, you know, but I gotta go, I'm doing this thing. And I was like, oh, no big deal. Like you're doing the Kojima thing. I'm, I'm actually going to check that out too. And he's like, okay. And so then we were both walking like together. <laughs> you say bye, awkwardly but then you keep going the same way towards <laughs> the same thing. And then he like he was like you like I think he I think he maybe thought I was going with him. And I was like, no, no, no. I know you're doing the thing. I'm going to I'd, like watch it because he was heading like in the same direction to get I think to get where to where the stage like access was. And that's in like you had to take like a right and then go to where the seating area was. And I just remember like walking away, being like, oh, like. That's probably not going to follow me, but it might follow me now if, if anyone important ever listens to this episode. But like, and I remember, t- I remember telling, I remember telling people about it in the industry and they were like, you're kind of an idiot. They're like, it's not mean. And it's not like the worst thing you could have said. They were like, but they were like, maybe you should have left the last part out. Yeah. They were like, it's fine. Like. He they're puts like, on a don't hire list and just gave. Well, it to I don't think people. he. It's not like he probably he didn't know no. my fucking name from a hole in the wall. But um, if he was like, yeah, some guy in a blue hat, they would have been like, I know exactly who you're I talking that about. Guy. That's Andrew, oh and I'd be God. like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, don't hire reputation that. Reputation tarnished. Yeah, right. Um, Fuck that guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it was one of those moments if it was a fucking, uh, if it was like Life is Strange, it was like Jeff Keighley will remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and I can't rewind to go back. That's it's one of those points where you don't get a choice. Uh, you have to choose. Um, so that's the, Je- that's my Jeff Keighley story. Um, and I still I still hold true to it. I think the game the game awards is is <laughs> no. There's a lot of people think it's fucking stupid, but but it's but it but to me I'm like well at least like a bunch of these like developers and unknown people are like getting a lot of recognition for yeah. games that deserve it. So that part I think is you know Jeff if you're listening I still appreciate that. Um, but when you have like Keanu Reeves come out and do a thing like I don't know um, it's meme worthy for sure, but I don't know if it's necessary. Um, <laughs> so yeah i think e3 as an event struggles because everybody's doing their own thing you know we talked about uh, disney plus earlier you know disney plus making its own thing hurts netflix 100 percent because they lose all the marvel stuff and that's probably a it was probably a big reason people were there um i think e3 loses to things like playstation experience or um blizzcon or all these you know, companies that are just like, screw it, we're going to TwitchCon, you know, like all these companies that are like, why do we need to spend money doing E3 for a small booth space and a small experience when we can just make our own? I think even more so than other events, E3 loses out on the immediacy of social media and how easy it is for a company to make a tweet and for it to go viral in minutes. All of the information they need to pass is at their fingertips. Everybody's got access to this information superhighway on their phones. It's in their pocket. Like, you will know as soon as something happens because everyone's talking about it. I don't... Well, I mean... I think to some extent, but you're yeah. also... It being closed doors, you can't just tweet about it instantly. Well, I'm not, I, not so much that. I... But that argument wouldn't hold true because the same thing you could be said about PlayStation Experience when it was happening, right? Like you could just tweet about it, and then you don't need PlayStation Experience either. I think, I think it's more in the sense that E3 is no longer necessary as a as a uh, vehicle to drive that big news. I think social media. I think you're right, CJ. I think social media definitely diminishes a lot of that because people can now just be like. Hey, we're releasing a game. Or like, hey, this is what the new Xbox looks like. I don't think E3 is the place where... I think E3 is what we all used to watch because we're like, holy shit, this is when all the big games are going to get announced. This is when the consoles get announced. We're going to get all this stuff. And I think it's just disseminated so much differently over the years um, that if Sony was to do PSX again, I mean, obviously they stopped doing it and they've kind of maybe hinted at doing it again. But I think... You know, there's this void that E3 no longer needs to fill because everybody else just does it themselves. Cricket. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know if I agree with that. I think. I think in general, just like conferences, uh, are are not as necessary. I don't think it's yeah. Just I mean, E3. Nintendo I think... just does Nintendo Directs. Directs, yeah. Yeah, uh, and and I think you know, PlayStation Experience is, is also not going to gain any more traction than it already has. Right. I don't think it's going to become anything bigger than what it has been. And I think the numbers of 
probably shown that it's it's probably not gaining as much uh, like viewership or, or attendance as it had the first the couple first of years. Two, yeah, whatever. Because, they... Just because of that, just because of how easy it is to disseminate yeah. information these days. Right. And, and those events don't, like you said, they're not where we find out the new information. It's where we find out more information about what we already know. Right. Yeah, that is significantly more accurate. And, that's, and so that's kind of why I think that E3 is, I think E3 will still exist. I yeah. think it's just so much different now. They're never going to um, drop it. Yeah. Because, like, I even. I wouldn't say they're never going to drop it. No, I think it probably sure makes it'll, enough it'll, money. It'll end eventually, but I mean. I don't know if it'll ever end. I just think it'll get. I think it's, I think it's appeal to the industry has, has significantly decreased. Well, I mean, if, 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 it, if less people go every other year, there's going to be no reason to keep keep it going well i, I can see it well, turning they into something that they isn't even a conference out. anymore or just yeah it'll just change yeah they yeah because like they still sell enough individual badges that people like that they make a shitload of money doing it there's no i don't think financially it hurts them to do it i think it's more that the industry itself there'll just be less big big things happening um and so you know, and I kind of look at it like Pack South. Um, I mean, I kind of talked about Pack South last time, or um, I definitely talked about it with JC. But like, Pack South is so weirdly positioned right before. Like, I was at I was in San Antonio for Pack South last month, in the middle yeah. of the month. Pax East is at the end of this month. Anybody who is going to show anything off for the first time is not doing it at PAX South because it is no. not worth the money to invest in going to PAX South for a much smaller space. Not small space in the sense that it's like tiny, but PAX South is significantly smaller and has a much smaller footprint than PAX East and West and way less big names. And by that, I mean like the studios, like Nintendo doesn't have a presence. Sony doesn't have a presence. Xbox, like yeah. you wouldn't, you would not spend your money to go to South and East. You would just right. put all, you would put your budget in East and do a east, big thing at yeah. East. So South has to survive on whatever it has as a draw, um, just which is mostly indie and tabletop and, you know, some other stuff. And, and people that want to go because you know maybe Pack South is the closest to them, and it's it's more it's certainly more affordable than um, Seattle and Boston, um, you know. But I feel like E3 is kind of the same way because you've got right now. So we had I had Pack South January, I have Pack East this month, and then we have uh, what is it? GDC would be the next one. Uh, I'm I'm not going, but still cool. Um, and then you got E3 in June, and then uh, what Gamescom, and then Paris Games Week, and then you're right back to PAX West. Right. I think that's the time. I that I might be wrong on the timeline, but then I think Tokyo Game Show at some point. Oh, that's right, Tokyo Game Show. Um, man, I'd love to go to that. Hey, if you're listening and you have money. Please give it to me so that I can go to Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> also, please give us some extra money so that I can bring Mike and CJ as well, because I don't want to go by myself. Or I also yet, don't speak. Subscribe Japanese. to the podcast and share it with your friends. Yeah, and Dude. then give us money. <laughs> All the above. Yeah. All the above. 
need to buy some shoes. Papa, need... <laughs> Papa needs a new pair of shoes. Uh, Papa needs a flight to Tokyo, and also so I can go to Shibuya Station and cross the largest crosswalk in the world, um, or the most crossed, most trafficked in the world. I don't know if it's the biggest, but um, certainly the most popular uh, physical body number yeah. crossed. Populated. Um, Populated. Yeah, I think was the word you're going for. Sure, yeah. we'll go with it. <laughs> Send it. Um, yeah, so that's so the e three is just an interesting thing because I feel like it needs to reinvent itself to In a major way to just kind of figure out what it fucking does, what it is um, at this point. Yeah, you know, I think I think PAX East. I really hope doesn't stay this early in the year. Um, I think it's. I think it was way better when it was in April instead of March. But it used to bounce between March and April because there was another conference that, like, basically they just rotated when they each got to have it because for some reason maybe neither of them could decide on just, like, always having March or always having April. Um, I worked, I literally worked down the street from the convention center, which is nice because I can just, like, my commute is basically the exact same from going to work as to going to PAX. Um, and if I buy anything, I can just drop it off in my office. But that said, I am very interested to see what's going to happen at PAX East because it's so early. Um, I feel like most most people don't do major announcements to PAX East like they yeah, would at something like E3. I don't think um, but, but The Last of Us being playable for the first time at PAX East you know, seven years ago and The Last of Us 2 being um, playable for the first time here. That's a bi- that is a big That's deal. That's a big major, deal. Yeah. That's a big deal for Sony to opt to do it at PAX instead of something like E3. That doesn't mean they won't probably have it at E3 too. Um, or even PAX West. I mean, who knows? We don't, I mean, they well, I think they anything. already, well, they said they're not going to have a conference. It doesn't mean they won't have a booth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Naughty Dog could still go and have last. Right, right, they're just not, they're right. not yeah. doing a panel. They are themselves aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and, and the only thing that's kind of unfortunate in, in all this is like Ghost of Tsushima, 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 um, Ghost of Tsushima. Is it like, this, is that like the sushi? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That'd be a good parody. The Ghosts of Sushi. Um, so I that on dreams. Yeah. Absolutely. God damn it. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. You were saying something about it. I my just the sushi thing. Just I just got thrown completely. completely. Um, I feel that game has been sort of way underrepresented in terms of like a big release that's coming up that's kind of that's the new is it sucker punch or insomnia it is it's sucker punch Punch. yeah that's right yeah it's their first game in a while yeah um the last thing they did was first First light Light. and then the um and then infamous second son and then first light was that the add-on but yeah um the last game was what's it called Sunset Overdrive, or was that after? Oh, no, Sunset was Overdrive. Yeah, because it was Xbox One only. Wasn't it? No, Sunset Overdrive was Sony Studio. 
Yeah, That's I was right. like, I'm Sunset like, Sucker Punch. Did no, not. Okay. Sucker Punch did not make a fucking Xbox game. I was like, yeah, when well, Insomniac was also a Sony studio until Sunset. That's true. So, but and then Insomniac came back with Spider Man. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, Ghost of Tsushima's looks pretty fun. <laughs> God damn it! Never gonna live that down. Um. Yeah, well, and you know, Billy's gonna listen to this episode, and then he's gonna like message me and be like, "You're an idiot." Um, <laughs> so Billy is one of the um, the artists who's he he um, works at uh, Sucker Punch. Um, I got to meet him 2014 when we got to tour. Um, Did we, we got to him We didn't get to interview him, but we got to tour. Oh, you know what? We did do a podcast yeah, with Billy. Thought, yeah, like after yeah. you met him. Yeah, after you That's met him. true. We did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, well, hey, if you're listening, you can try and go back and find that episode. Weirdly, iTunes, it stops at, like, episode 50, and I don't really know why. Um, but the episodes are all on the website, so you can go to the DGCast.com and, and listen to it. But, um, yeah, we did an episode with Billy. That's right. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Um, so when I met him in 2014, that was uh, through PlayStation MVP program, and we got to tour the studio and check it out. And we also that was when I got to meet um, Travis Willingham and um, Laura Bailey because they were the voice actors in the game. There's a great picture. There's a great picture of all of us, and I I still have it, and it's everybody. I think we were pretending to shave or draw on somebody's head. And I want to say it was triple rec, but I can't even remember, but it was shit. So who was there? It was, um, Steimer was there. Christine Steimer was there. Cause she was part of the PlayStation, um, team at the time. And, um, so that was, it was Nicole. Uh, Asuka. Um, from the tester doc gamer was there also from the tester um me josh and estevan radio playstation and then triple rec was there um trey was there who's now at um i think he's still at designed by humans he might not be there anymore i think he, he might be with another company um and there were a couple other um what are the guys from um oh my god the gaming the gaming <laughs> The game organization that they also they also kind of had shut down. Um, he was from Canada. What was it called? God, my brain is failing me. Um, but yeah, it was there was a bunch of us. It was like fifteen of us from the MVP program, and um, that was that was really fun. That, those were like those were the heydays. I miss those days. Um, that was the same. That was the same. Oh my god. That was the same time. I'm get I'm getting like super nostalgic, um, and like really like kind of sad in a way because like these memories won't come back. This was when we went to so the Chihuly Museum is in Seattle. Um, Chihuly does the like incredible like glass like um, sculpture figures that like they're like in casinos and hotels and like they're just it, you look at it and you know it's a Chihuly. Um, google it if you don't know because it's hard to explain but it's like really colorful beautiful intricate glass work and um sony does a thing or used to uh they used to do a party at the shihuli museum and we got to go and i remember we got 
way too drunk and there was a there was a picture i don't know who decided to do this but someone went around and got everyone with a beard literally all the dudes they were like hey you have a beard we need to take a photo like come come with us you got to take a photo with us right now um and there i have the picture um it's and and like there are people in this photo that i have seen at pax and i want to be like do you remember this but i also don't want to be weird because they feel like they don't but um there's like 20 of us and we all had beards in varying lengths and degrees and we took a photo together i have no idea who any of the people are with the exception of like you know the mvps that were with us and like a couple of the developers that i knew but um yeah, it was that was a fun that was a um that was a fun night. Um that was the same night that um we went to uh the Destiny, there was a Destiny party. Um and we went to that too. And that was when I met um do you guys know the Suddeth twins? Suddeth. Uh S U D D O T H. They're um they're like professional esports gamers. Um they had like their own like clan and stuff and um yeah, they're they're cool dudes. Um and uh very uh, also wicked into like tuned cars and stuff. Um so I had good conversations with them. Um yeah, we went from we went from the uh the destiny thing to the holy thing and it was it was fun. Um but like that stuff doesn't ha- like that stuff doesn't happen anymore. It's so it's just Not a bad I mean, well, Damn. I mean, hey, I mean, come, come. Let's yeah. go. Let's do this thing. Um but uh, you know, it was just it was just interesting. Um, but this like the fact that it's like Tlu two is going to be live, and um, you know all these people like I don't know. I get like I get like weirdly nostalgic and hyped when Pax rolls around, and I I need it right now. Um, so that said, I kind of went on like a bit of a tangent for that, but. <laughs> Story I feel time. I feel like this episode was a lot this of is me the nostalgia like trip ranting, episode for Andrew ranting ranting yeah. ranting but um I don't know we 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 can we can go to grab bag we can we can call it we can what do you guys if you have anything else you wanted to talk about games you've been playing things that you're waiting for you're hyped about still hyped for Animal Crossing oh, when's that coming the, out the Sea Dragons today uh, Animal Crossing is next month next month on the twentieth March twentieth twenty twenty. Did you pre-order it? Or are you? I have two copies pre-ordered. One for me, one for the wife. Nice. I also physical or digital? Both physical. I've, like I said last week or last time, two weeks ago, shied away from physical or from digital. Oh, that's games right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Physical. Yep. Also pre-ordered a copy of MLB Twenty, the show. Nice. Um, looking forward to that. Looking forward to Cyberpunk. I feel like I bought looking MLB baseball season fourteen. Way back when, I think we share a, played some. Basically. Yeah, I and I it. bought it on a fucking whim, dude. I went into Target to get toothpaste. I left <laughs> with a case of my. I, there's a tweet. There's a tweet somewhere. I I went to get toothpaste. I came home with a case of Mountain Dew, a bag of Sour Patch Kids, and I think MLB The Show 14 and like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> Andrew, you're not usually a sports person. Are you interested I'm in not. baseball at all? I mean, I like I. So obviously, I live in Boston. I have attend. I used to go to Red Sox games as a kid a lot. Um, we used to get tickets from a company that we worked with, and I 
will enjoy a re- I would enjoy going to a game. I don't really care for watching it on TV. I think it's too boring. Um, I think being at a, at a being at the sporting event is significantly more exciting. Um, sure. I hockey would be my preferred um, my preferred sport. So if I, I was going to go to a Red Sox game, come to uh, come to Boston. We'll do it. If if there's a maybe sometime this season, we could swing that. Because I mean, you could like we can take the train in from where I live, and it's pretty straightforward. Um, that would be and, awesome. You know, and I can maybe um, flex a connection or two to to get some help with that. Because um, my brother um, has you know worked with some people that are connected in the past, but um, you know, so that yeah, definitely we could definitely do a Red Sox game. You can get pretty cheap tickets. Um, Sometimes they're playing the Phillies. <laughs> just just as long as what? I said sometime when they're playing the Phillies. Oh, oh when they're playing the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um yeah. I'm trying to I keep saying I want to I want to go to a, a Bruins game. I haven't gone in a while. Um my brother's gone to a couple of games this season and I've missed out, but um that would be my preferred sport. But I never buy the NHL games. The last one I bought was didn't we play the demo for like 19, 18, 19? Yeah, like I think the so. The beta demo, something like that. Dude, I used to play the shit out of NHL on my PSP. Oh, man. Those which are fun is games. like wild like, that you could play PSP games like online. Checking people. Yeah. Yeah, I used to end up in the penalty box a lot. Yeah. I was very, I was always <laughs> shorthanded. Same. Um, but that was like when I played, I tried to, do you guys ever play FIFA? Yep. No. So I used to have FIFA for the Wii. Oh, and I just I'm sorry. <laughs> I just every single time red cards like left and right because I use you, you just like swing the we the we con the joy whatever the fuck it was called. We mote we mote we con joy con whatever. Um, and it was just like if you like swung it one way, it would just be like a slide kick. And it was like every single time I would get called on it. And I'm like, well, cool. <laughs> Stop tripping. Fucking. And all my players are getting kicked out of the game. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was that's my little FIFA moment. That's that's like the extent of me playing sports games. Um, yeah. I did. I I have Madden for my nephew. Um, tried to teach it to him. It's way more confusing. Nah, just than get I remember. You can teach play like you can play a really dumb down mode, which is significantly better for kids. And I think it's probably circa like the skill stick thing with nhl if they even still do that um but baseball i always loved for the home run derbies um i actually busted out uh ken griffey jr 98 on the n64 recently played a little home run derby um so i might uh if you're picking up i'm picking up 20 and there's an there's like you can create a league in it now and you can Mm. like play with other people online it like fantasy fantasy uh, style but you are controlling your team so that's pretty cool and you guys could be my brother and i are picking it up so if you guys got it we could be in could all be in a league play against each other Mm. i like it coming out so it's it's coming out on the 17th Unless you pre-order the MVP edition or higher, then you get four days early access on the 13th of cool. next month. Hmm. I won't do that, but... 
maybe somebody will. Um, cool. Well, I think, I mean, that's it for me. I don't have anything else. I don't either. It's been about an hour. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Cause we're like, I was looking at the time being like, cool. I've been ranting for like most of this episode. <laughs> um, I mean, we talked about the topic. I'll say this. We did talk about the topics. We did. We picked the, we topics. Hit the topics. We, we even got a in of, a little bit of grabbing. Yeah. We did a little bag grabbing. Um, so I we think. got to get that, away from saying that. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so inappropriate. It'll, it'll What's inappropriate? <laughs> a topic. Bag There's grabbing. A, a series of topics in bags. You grab the bag to pull a topic out. It. Yeah, but you can't I, put. you. The bag cannot precede the grabbing. It has yeah. to be grab bag. It can't be bag grabbing. Grab, yeah. I. I don't know, guys. No, tomato, no. tomato. All right. All right. <laughs> Just saying. Right. You know what you're saying. Yeah, you know what. I... <laughs> I'm making a face that you can't see you right under, now. You understand the implications of yeah, your words. You implication. You just you're just not understanding me, bro. Because the implication. <laughs> nobody's in, nobody's the bag is getting grabbed. Okay. If the answer is no, of course somebody says they don't want their bag grabbed. We don't grab their bag. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what are you looking at? You, I certainly wouldn't grab your bag. So they are indeed. No, nobody's in any. You're not listening to me, bro. Um, God, that's just, yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast for more yeah, subscribe, bag grabbing. Subscribe. Give us five stars. Review um, on iTunes. You may, might be listening on Android, uh, Google Play, because it should be uploading there now as well. Um, or you're listening through the website, which is weird because I don't think anybody actually does that. But yeah, you weirdo. Um, but hey, like you're listening, weird. so I appreciate you. Um, tweet us at the DGCast on Twitter. Say hello. Leave a comment on the website. Um, I think you can comment through iTunes. I'm not really sure. Never done I it. I think you can. I think you can. Um, or maybe it just links. I don't know. Um, I should probably figure it out, but it's fine. Um, I still haven't quite gotten my YouTube stuff back up in order. So like, you're definitely not going to hear the episodes on YouTube at, at this moment in time. Um, I just have to figure out how the hell I'm converting them. Like I used to, cause everything's different, but that said, uh, iTunes, Google play, the website. Awesome. If you've listened this far, thank you so much. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the DG cast. You can find me on Twitter at. So after I said, Mike at M Tong one, but don't follow, follow me though. and then unfollow. Mm. Nope. Um, and then CJ, you are at Erkimet E R K I M E T. That is correct. Um, this has been episode ninety nine of the Disconnected Gamers podcast. I have no idea what we're gonna do for the hundredth episode. It's gotta but be, it should be fun. It's gotta be some awesome. Yeah, and um, but we'll uh. We'll have we'll maybe something. some Last of Us info. It's true. Maybe. 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 But um, that's it for me. That's it for you guys. Um, appreciate you listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace out.